To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. Because history has shown us that courage can be contagious, and hope can take on a life of its own. I will bring you hope. And I ask only one thing in return. We move now, together. Not at all. Hope is not lost today. It is found. Hope is what keeps you going. Even if the whole world is telling you to move, it's your duty to plant yourself like a tree, look them in the eye and say no. You move. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the SF in Translation podcast. I'm your not-yet-ready-for-the-school-year-to-start host, Rachel Cordasco. This episode will include news and updates from August 1st through August 31st. So the school year is starting once again, and my youngest is no longer napping, so I'm saying bye-bye to that magical hour that I used to have to read SF in Translation, while she slept and we waited to pick up her brothers from school. Guess I'll just have to give up sleep. After all, there's so much SFT to be read, as you well know. Or maybe one of you super smart people out there can figure out a way to give me an extra day of the week. Thank you. Enough of my whining. To the books. August has been one of the most exciting months for SFT in 2018 because it gave us more Strugatsky, Lucy Shin, Francesca Verso, Solar Punk, and Galactic Heroes. The new translation of the Strugatsky Brothers' Snail on the Slope comes from Olena Bermashenko, out from Chicago Review Press. And I have to say, I'm especially looking forward to reading this version and comparing it to the one from Galantz from 1980. In the review I wrote on the SFT site last October, I called Snail on the Slope Radiant Terminus meets Annihilation meets The Slinks. If you've read those three, you get bonus points. Basically, it's just two separate stories joined together in a dizzying world of fantastical surrealism. On August 7th, we got Solar Punk Ecological and Fantastical Stories in a Sustainable World, edited by Garrison Lodi Ribeiro and excellently translated from the Portuguese by Fabio Fernandez. This collection of stories from Portugal and Brazil is wonderful in its diversity of styles and themes, especially because many of the pieces are actually pretty dark, despite the optimistic title. Many indeed draw on our anxieties about the future and what new technologies and approaches to sustainability could ultimately do to change what it means to be a human living on Earth. Will some of us evolve into plant people? Will megacorporations gain even more of a chokehold on local communities? Lots of interesting questions raised, and I appreciated these very different approaches. You may have seen me all over the social medias freaking out about the publication of Next Human by Francesca Verso, translated from the Italian by Sally McQuarrie and out from Apex Publications. If you haven't purchased this book about a boy who falls in love with an artificial woman, you need to change that right now. This is the story of someone so consumed by love for an artificial body with the uploaded consciousness of a human woman 
that he will stop at nothing to piece her back together after she's torn apart by a ruthless gang. Questions of identity, love, human evolution, the nature of consciousness, environmental degradation, and reality itself merge in this book to create a terrifying yet plausible portrait of what our world might yet become. Verso advances our understanding of transhumanism and is part of the new wave of Italian science fiction that is making its mark around the world. Next up is Ball Lightning by Lu Cixin, translated by Joel Martinson, and out from Tor. Of course, this is the same author who brought us the brilliant Hard SF Three-Body Trilogy, and the translator of Ball Lightning translated The Dark Forest. I just started this one since I only recently got a copy, but reviews so far have been good. Not jumping up and down awesome, but still very good. You should especially check out Sean's review in World Lit Today. And it's always a good day when I get my next installment of the Legend of the Galactic Heroes series. This time it's Volume 7, Tempest, translated by Daniel Huddleston in which Yoshiki Tanaka continues the story of Yang Wenli and now Emperor Reinhardt as they basically play chess with the galaxy. Finally, I just received in today's mail a copy of the next unsurprisingly gorgeous book in the Zoran Zivkovich series released by Cadmus Press. This one is actually called The Book and is translated from the Serbian by Tamar Yellen. In classic Zivkovich style, the book is a meta-meditation on text and meaning narrated by, that's right, a book. Onward to short fiction. How pleased was I to see more Hao Jingfang out this time in Clark's world. I loved Folding Beijing, and apparently so did a lot of other people, since it won the best novelette Hugo in 2016. And I also loved Invisible Planets. This new story, entitled The Loneliest Ward, translated by Ken Liu, is a haunting yet spare piece about atrophying social interactions, anxiety, social media, and validation. It's relatively short and stays in the mind of a young nurse who helps care for patients in seeming comas who are no longer able to function because they've been rejected in various ways. They listen to looped recordings that validate their feelings and praise them for their beauty or acting talent or other skills. Meanwhile, the main character obsessively checks her status updates, hoping that her boyfriend will interact with her after a recent argument. And when he doesn't, her sense of loneliness and rejection becomes almost too much to bear. From the latest Traffica Europe comes a special issue on Italian literature, including an excerpt from Piero Schiavocampo's novel The Man at One Kelvin Degrees, translated by Sarah Jane Webb. The story takes place in late 21st century Milan and involves quantum teleportation, mob bosses, and smuggled scientific information. The Man at One Kelvin Degrees won the Italian Urania Award in 2012. We got some SFT from Algeria as well this month with The Mauve Planet by Safia Ketou, translated from the French by Nadia Ghanem and featured on ArabLit.org. This story comes from a collection of pieces written between 1962 and 1978. And thanks to Ghanem, us Anglophone readers can check out this simultaneously humorous and horrifying tale 
of two astronauts and the culture shock they received after crashing onto an alien planet. Be sure to check out this story. You'll also want to check out an excerpt from Codex 1962, the latest novel from Icelandic author Sjön, and translated by Victoria Cribb out from FSG. The synopsis describes Codex as, quote, encompassing genre fiction, theology, expressionist film, comic strips, Fordian studies, genetics, and, of course, the rich tradition of Icelandic storytelling, end quote. I'm sold. If you're looking for reviews, I've got you covered. Andrea Johnson, a.k.a. The Little Red Reviewer, praises Nexhuman on her site, and it is well-deserved. Sarah Martin, the translator from the Catalan of TypeScript of the Second Origin, reviews The Vestigial Heart, also from the Catalan, in the SFRE review. Eric Henriksen reviews Ball Lightning on Tor.com, and Graham Oliver reviews Andres Sapkowski's Season of Storms for the SFT site. And of course, don't miss Daniel Hauser's review of Short SFT each month on the site. Looking ahead, September is the month for fantastic SFT anthologies, namely The Apex Book of World SF5, edited by Spanish author and editor Cristina Gerardo, The Reincarnated Giant, 21st Century Chinese Science Fiction, edited by Mingwei Song and Theodore Huters, and Zion's Fiction, A Treasury of Israeli Speculative Literature, edited by Sheldon Teitelbaum and Emmanuel Lodum. So far, I've had the pleasure of reading Zion's Fiction, and with stories by Levi Tidar, Karen Landsman, Shimon Adaf, Nir Yaniv, Nava Semel, and others, you're guaranteed to love it. The introduction is itself engaging and enlightening, contextualizing speculative fiction in the larger subject of Israeli history. Check out my review of the anthology in World Literature Today and Gary Wolf's review in Locus. As you may have seen on Twitter and Facebook, I've started dedicating each month to a specific language of SFT. August was devoted to Spanish language authors, editors, translators, and texts. And September, by popular demand, is devoted to Japanese SFT. So tweet or message me your favorite Japanese SF, and let me know if you'd like to write a review or an essay for the site. If you're interested in learning more about Japanese SFT, go to the Japanese SFT Index tab on the site. Okay, and now it's time for Rachel's Corner, where I tell you all about what I've been reading and translating. I recently read Vita Nostra by Marina and Sergei Diachenko, translated beautifully from the Russian by Julia Maitov-Hersey, and was blown away. This book rearranged my brain. You probably saw me shouting about it in all caps on Twitter when I finished it. It's dark psychological fantasy that you don't often read, carefully plotted and stylistically manipulative in a deliciously creepy way. I wrote my review of it, but I don't know if I made much sense. The review will be out soon in Foundation. Then I turned to the invention of Morel, by Adolfo Bucasares, translated from the Spanish by Ruth L.C. Sims. Again, mind blown. I should have been prepared, though, since Argentine author Rodrigo Frezan himself insisted that I read Morel, and Bucasares was close friends with Borges. 
If you haven't read Morel yet, take a few hours and do it. It's only 100 pages. You'll certainly want to read it a few more times after that, too. A couple of days ago, I read the novella Two of Six, A Captain's Dilemma, by Tomohito Morayama, translated from the Japanese by J.D. Wisco. It's a brief, intense snapshot of a spaceship that has mysteriously malfunctioned, and it's up to the captain to decide which two civilian passengers should use the escape pod. His anguished conversations with a highly advanced android are compelling, though I wish the story had been longer. Look for my review on the SFT site soon. I just started Ball Lightning by Lucy Shin, and am enjoying it so far. After that, I'll jump into Alpha Land and Apex World SF5. In terms of translation, I'm working on the first of several short stories by Italian SF author Clelia Ferris, whom you know I adore. You can read my translation of her story A Day to Remember in the December 2017 issue of Samovar Magazine. And for any translators out there, do think about submitting any speculative stories you've translated to places like Clark's World, Apex, Lightspeed, FNSF, and other magazines that publish sci-fi, fantasy, magical realism, weird, horror, and other subgenres. The editors welcome translations and are always looking for great stories. Some places pay up to 10 cents per word. And if you do place a piece of translated SF, definitely let me know about it so I can promote it all over the place. And I'm always happy to beta read these texts as well. Okay, that's all for this month. Remember to send me any and all SFT-related news and links via Facebook, Twitter, at rcordas, that's R-C-O-R-D-A-S, or email, which is rachel at sfintranslation.com. Happy reading! Thank you for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, you can find us at patreon.com slash If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so at our email at skiffyinfanti at gmail.com, on Twitter at skiffyinfanti, and on Facebook at the Skiffy Infanti Show. Our intro and outro music comes from Dimension by Creo. You can find out more about them at freemusicarchive.org. <laughs>